And welcome back to the Pastor Patrick Podcast, where we talk everything sports news, sports related here on a Thursday morning. Playoffs still rolling. We're getting ready for the next round, divisional round. Great games coming up. We're going to talk about my predictions on who I think uh, will win this coming weekend, who I don't think will win. But we had a great weekend of football this past weekend. Oh, so many great games. We had the Seahawks going against the 49ers. 49ers winning that game, uh, 23-41, 49ers won. We had the Chargers at Jags, Jags won 30-31, close game there. Uh, we had the Dolphins at Bills, Bills won 31-34, another close game. Giants at Vikings, 31-24, uh, another close game. Uh, you had the Ravens at Bengals, Bengals pulled it out, 17-24. Cowboys at Bucks, 31-14, that one wasn't close. <laughs> uh, but what have we seen here? Hopping right into this topic, what have we seen here from these uh, playoffs? They are close in these games. The margin is razor thin. These teams are on the same level, and that's what we you get when you get to the playoff. These teams, they're on the same level. They have the same competition on the field. These guys, the, the quality of play is very high. It's not like the regular season. So the playoffs amplify good teams. I think they raise them up uh, to great teams. Jaguars are playing with house money right now. Trevor Lawrence, four picks, first half, <laughs> whatever, puts that behind him. Comes back, starts playing amazing. So in the second half for the Jags. But so, like, the whole thing with the playoffs is anybody can win on any given day. And that's what's so special about it. Uh, records don't seem to matter. And when we're in the playoffs, we kind of take for granted that, oh, it's just another weekend of football. But but no, it isn't just another weekend of football. It's a, a weekend of meaningful football. It's a weekend of special football because when they're playing these games, this is to decide uh, legacy and fate. Uh, when they get into the Super Bowl, when they get into those times, this is when all these games matter. Now, regular season matters to get your playoff seeding, but the play and everything is amplified. So we had a lot of good games. We had a lot of telling games. Brock Purdy still looks good. Uh, Seahawks need a quarterback um, this next draft. You know, one of the big telling games was the Chargers at Jags. Um, Brandon Staley, is he going to still be there next year? I have my doubts. Justin Herbert is still that guy. But for a defensive guy to let the Jags back in that game 31-30, I don't know if Brandon Staley is going to be there next year. Now, he hasn't been fired, so... Anything can change. But what I saw from the Jaguars and what Doug Peterson has done with Trevor Lawrence is no short of incredible. That team plays with such heart and such fire that you can kind of see that Doug Peterson, and we're seeing this too, he's a little bit of a quarterback whisperer. He gets the best out of his quarterbacks. He elevates them. So the fact of the matter is I love that Trevor Lawrence, even though he threw those four picks, he still came back and had a great game. And that's showing resilience, you know? And I think when you're a young quarterback like Trevor Lawrence was coming into the, the league, you think to yourself, oh, man, I'm the number one pick. I got all this pressure. You know, Urban Meyer was your coach. What did he say to you? Doug Peterson has built Trevor Lawrence's confidence back up. He has explained to him, hey, you're that guy. I don't care what anyone's told you. You're that guy. And he's just done a great job of building Trevor Lawrence back up, I think, into a winning team. We saw the Dolphins and Bills. We saw the inexperience of uh, Mike McDaniels uh, on the Dolphins. We saw that they need two or they need another quarterback. 
but you could tell this was this team's, this head coach's first time to the big game as a head coach. Uh, the play clock was abysmal. It wasn't great. And on the other side, you saw the Bills kind of stumble a little bit. That game shouldn't have been that close. I was watching it 31-34. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is Josh Allen and the Bills. This game shouldn't be that close. Then you had, you know, the Giants and Vikings with a huge upset. But we kind of, I predicted this last week, Kirk Cousins is going to do Kirk Cousins things. Um, he did do Kirk Cousins things. And those things that he does are nothing in the end of the game. When you need to make the play, he doesn't do it. As a Commanders fan, he was on the Commanders. I saw it every year. Uh, Giants at Vikings. It didn't surprise me that the Giants came out and got that win. Um, Ravens at Bengals. Now, I liked what I saw from Joe Burrow. But again, another game that... I can't believe the Bengals, it was this close. I mean, they won off that, you know, a fumble on the goal line that uh, Huntley had. Uh, but, you know, and they ran it all the way back, and that's how they won the game on that touchdown. But when you kind of look at it overall as a game, I thought they could have blown them out a little more. But it, it is what it is. The Bengals get the win 17-24, and they move on. Uh, then the big game, Cowboys 31-14 at Bucks. I I was in the beginning of the, the week, you know, before this game, saying that Cowboys are going to do Cowboys things, and they're still going to do it. They're still going to do it. Don't worry. We all just got to be patient with the Cowboys. We just got to be patient because they will eventually unfold. Uh, they didn't unfold this weekend, but you can attribute that to, you know, the Bucks. Tom Brady and the Bucks aren't what they used to be, and that just showed this game the playoffs also tell us too they're very telling of who you are as a team so the bucks struggled in the regular season they struggled into the uh, nfl playoffs so you know we'll see what happens next season with the bucks we're going to talk a little bit about that but cowboys get the win uh, really flawless game from the cowboys if their kicker doesn't miss you know four field goals extra points and uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about that as the Cowboys go into this next week of games. So, interesting games all around the board this past weekend. Uh, I can't wait for the divisional round. It's coming up. We're going to review those games. But I want to start off with this topic because we're going to start off with the Bucks, And we're going to start off with one player in particular for the Bucks, And who has been called as having a bad season. And I'm going to come to the defense of this player because we're going to throw up some stats. And... You're going to be surprised at how this season is not much different from some previous seasons. And that player is Tom Brady. Now, what have we heard throughout this whole season? Oh, boy. Tom Brady. He can't play anymore. He's old. He's washed. This is it. He's done. Time to hang it up. This is a key sign that he is going to retire. This is different than last year. He's, he's not looking the same. Not enough torque on that ball. He just, eh, it's just not the same as it was, you know, a couple years back when they had that Super Bowl run. It's time for him to hang it up. This is his year to retire. I don't think he's retiring. You know, when he came back that last season, uh, when he came out of retirement in his statement, he said, I have unfinished business. So you really think his business is unfinished right now? No, if anything, he's coming back stronger next year. And I think he's coming back for a new team. We're going to talk about all the criticism that he got because... You know, in terms of the last two seasons, yes, the season, statistically-wise, was a letdown. But we are all victims of the moment when it comes to Brady and this year. So what was it said about Brady this year? He just didn't have the arm talent. He just wasn't the same quarterback. The team wasn't great. Uh, but he can't elevate the team anymore. And, you know, while some of that is true, 
Um, in the last couple, his you know first two years in Tampa, if we're going to talk about this year, of course it's going to be a disappointment. Went eight and nine, won the division, uh, got knocked out of the first first or you know wild card round. You know th- that's understandable. In first two years, you have a point. You have an argument here. The haters have a point. Uh, first year in Tampa Bay, 2020, let's just look at this season. He had 4,633 yards, 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 102.2 passer rating. That's in, that's incredible. They figured it out. He found that. All right, 2021 in Tampa Bay, second year, 5,316 yards, 43 TDs, 12 interceptions again, 102.1 passer rating. Oh, man. Well, this is the new norm. This is what he does now, right? All right, his third year, 2022, this year in Tampa. 4,694 yards, 25 TDs, 9 interceptions, a 90.7 rating. Oh, he's old. It's time to retire. It's time to hang it up. Okay, now, now, now hold on. Because looking at these past three years, you may have a point. There is a dip there. But let's dig a little deeper, and let's go back further than just these past three years. And we're not even going to go to his last year in New England in 2019. We'll get there. I'll explain those stats, too. But let's go ahead back to, you know, 2018. Or better yet, let's go to 2016, and we'll work our way up. All right, New England in 2016. His stats, 3,554 yards. 28 TDs, 2 interceptions, 112.2 passer rating. 2016, right? All right, 2017. 4,577 yards, <laughs> 32 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 102.8 passer rating. Well, this is this is top tier, right? He won a Super Bowl, too, within those two years. All right, and that's only seven more TDs than what he's throwing right now. And one more pick. A little lower passer rating. So, well, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense, right? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, okay, fine. 2018. 4,355 yards, 29 TDs, 11 interceptions, and a, a 97.7 passer rating. It's in 2018. Oh, wait a minute. That's, that's not too bad either. 2019 is last year in Tampa, the bad year. 4,057 yards, 24 TDs, 8 interceptions, 88.0 uh, passer rating. That season's worse than this past year in Tampa. The point of all this is to show that just like LeBron James, because these two are very similar, what we saw in the last two years was actually overachieving by Tom Brady's standards. Guy doesn't throw in the 40s for touchdowns. He's only thrown in the 50s once in 2007. 2007, he had 4,806 yards, 50 TDs, 8 interceptions, 117.2 passer rating. That's most since these last two seasons. So Brady doesn't throw in the 40s, statistically-wise. He just doesn't. (laughs) I mean, the statistics show that he is more around the 30s, in the 30s of a TD uh, passer rating. That's what he averages. So what we're going to do now is we're going to go back, and and it's just like LeBron James. We're going to go back, and we're going to pick and choose when we want to say he's bad. Because the last two years, yeah, those are just out of the ordinary. Those just don't happen, all right? Throw those out. This year... He had a normal Tom Brady year for me, and I'm going to stick by that. The team is not very good anymore. He can't, now it's true, he's older, he can't elevate the team like he used to. He can't, you know, take a no-name and make him into Julian Edelman or, 
Danny Amendola or Wes Welker or, you know, any of those guys, any of them. So there is, there are limitation. There, there is some things you can look at and say, oh, that's not the same. But for the most part, I'm just going to say it's another year because, you know, he's always been around the 80s, 100s, you know, 83s, you know, 96s for passer rating. This year it was 90. He didn't have a bad year. He had a bad year because in recent memory, we like to say, and this is what you do as a human, you just see this and you're like, well, that's the norm. No, he's 45. Are you kidding me? 25 TDs and nine interceptions? That's bad. <laughs> when did that become bad? So I, I don't buy all the baloney of, oh, he's old, it's time to retire. No, actually, I think he's going to go on to another team. And I think it's going to tick some people off because it, they're they're ready for him to retire. And it's the same with LeBron James. There's a lot of people that are sick of LeBron James. But we're, we're so sick of it, can't we marvel at it? This is incredible. Nobody is ever going to play into their 40s in the NFL like Brady has at the quarterback position. Nobody ever again. This is this is an enigma. This this isn't normal. Same with LeBron. LeBron's doing what he was doing at 38. He's putting up 50 now. He's having an amazing season. He's doing what he's doing when he was, you know, 26, when he was in his prime, doing the same thing. But because we want to retire Brady and everyone wants to retire him, I still think when Adam Schefter broke that story last year and these people broke the story and Brady didn't announce it, I still think he was mad. I still think him retiring then and then coming back was just, uh, you know, a big, oh, you were wrong. <laughs> I'm Tom Brady. I get to retire myself. You're not going to retire me. There's also the comments, you know, like 10 years ago where his father said to the New York Times that I'm worried you're going to have to take my son off the field in a straitjacket because he's never going to stop playing football. And that's looking more and more likely. I don't think Brady should retire. I think he should reload and go to another team. It's good for the NFL. You know, we have brand new stars in the NFL, so that's always great. We have Mahomes, we have Allen, you know, we have Jackson, we have Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, of course. We have a lot of stars. Justin Herbert, a lot of young quarterbacks, good quarterbacks. You know, Aaron Rodgers is kind of fading out. We can kind of see that. We don't really know what he's going to do. And Brady's, you know, still been Brady. But I don't like the idea that we're trying to retire a guy who is just marvelous to watch. It's crazy. This has never been done before. I just think it's hilarious. And I got a few teams here where I think that he could end up. We're going to talk about him because there's been a lot of speculation on what teams could sign him. Um, we're going to go through my front runners here. One of the teams I believe that could benefit from having him would be the New York Jets. They have a lot of offensive pieces around there. They have a good defense. Uh, Robert Sala's got that defense playing great, one of the best in the league. They could benefit from having a veteran quarterback. That's what they need. They tried Zach Wilson. That didn't really work out. Uh, so we could see, you know, he'd be back in his division. We could see how that could play out for the Patriots. He would be facing them twice a year. He'd be playing the Dolphins, he'd be back playing the Bills, the Patriots. I don't know if he wants to throw himself back in that AFC, though, because the AFC's got so many good quarterbacks, just like we were talking about. You got your uh, Mahomes, your Bur your Burroughs, you got your Allens, Jacksons, uh, all those guys. So we'll see if he would choose that option. But definitely he wants to go somewhere with a good defense. So the next team would be Seattle Seahawks. This one's least likely for me. 
the the they have Geno Smith, you know, Pete Carroll's an older quarterback or excuse me, an older coach. I just think he's going to want to hire someone. We'll see what happens there or not hire someone, draft someone, excuse me. So I, I don't see the Seahawks working out, but you know, you got the Tennessee Titans, another team who has a great, you know, defense, great head coach, a lot of offensive weapons there too. Uh, the Titans though, another one, yeah, you got my commanders. I don't think the commanders are kind of signed. The, the team's in turmoil. Uh, but, but there's like, there's a couple teams here that I do like. And one of those teams <laughs> is going to be a little bit of a shocker. This is like my, my number two team. It's the New England Patriots. Now hear me out. Uh, this is going to sound crazy. Uh, why would he go back there? Why would he throw himself in that situation? Uh, it's familiar. And maybe Brady could use a little bit of familiarness. Um, but that's my second team. The one other team that I really like and the one team that I think has the best shot are the Las Vegas Raiders. You have Good defense, all right? You got some weapons on defense. You got weapons on the offensive line. You got Waller. You got Devontae Adams, some of the best receivers in the league. You have Josh Jacobs, good running back. The offensive line is good. It could protect Brady. You have Josh McDaniels as the head coach. Brady's very familiar with him. So my two options, you are seeing familiar (laughs) as the key object here. I think he's going to revert to some familiar teams. Now, a team that is been thrown around was the Dolphins. That's where him and Sean Payton reportedly wanted to go together. That's not going to happen because Mike McDaniels is there and he's going to bring in his own guys. So the whole point of this whole Brady conversation that we've had is to not count out the guy. We've done this before. We've tried to send him home numerous years. When he was 40, he was too old. That's six years ago, guys. It's going to be six years ago. So I'm not for it. I think Brady can play quite a bit longer. We'll see what happens. Again, Still, we should <laughs> we should just take it in what we're seeing right now and appreciate it. Him playing this long is incredible. All right, hey, NFL playoffs are still here. We have a lot of games to get to. We're going to go through my predictions. But first, my highs and lows of the week. I mean, I dropped out in the fourth grade to run drugs to support my now. That means you haven't known the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. And it's time for the highs and lows of the week. We're going to start off with the high of this past week, and it's weekend football, weekend playoff football, and that is Daniel Jones. That is my high of the week. 301 yards, two TDs, no interceptions, 114.1 passer rating. A QBR. Uh, Daniel Jones, you get your flowers, man. You played incredible. He has proved a lot of people wrong. He rushed so much in that game. That guy can fly down the field. He's only, you know, got 15 TDs on the year. Let's not forget that. Uh, He's not been a great quarterback throughout the year, but Daniel Jones can fly, man. (laughs) He can fly. He runs incredible. One of the best running quarterbacks I've seen. And Brian Dable has done a great job of getting the most that he can out of Daniel Jones. I don't know if he's the future of New York, but he definitely is the future of this, these playoffs and if this they can make a Super Bowl run here. So awesome, Daniel Jones. And uh, my low of the week. I don't want to talk about it because it was pretty embarrassing. I think everyone knows where I'm going with this. Uh, the kicker for the Cowboys missed all four extra points. It is not looking great. The Cowboys are reported they're going to sign a couple kickers or to a practice squad. Uh, Tristan Vizcano, I think, to the practice squad. But they plan to stick with uh, Brett Maher. Uh, and this guy, I, he's got the yips. 
He's got the ifs. We'll watch what happens when he goes to the 49ers. But again, I think the Cowboys could struggle here if it comes down to a field goal and you have to make one. Do you trust this guy? He has been cut a lot. And I mean a lot. He's 33 years old. He's been in the league. He's been in the Canadian League. He's been on team after team. He's back with the Cowboys. Do you trust him in the big game? I don't know if I do. The Cowboys are kind of in an impossible situation, though, because unless you're going to bring somebody brand new in to get with the program and you're in the playoffs and you got to kick an in-game uh, field goal. Now, there are a couple guys maybe I trust more than him, uh, but he's got the yips. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Be an interesting weekend uh, divisional round playoff football. And speaking of that, we're going to get into my picks now because we have uh, four games coming up. Exciting. We're down to four games, people. Two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. Let's get it. Jaguars at Chiefs, 3.30 p.m., uh, Saturday, January 21st. All right. I like the Jags. I like their Cinderella story, but this is where the Cinderella story ends. I'm going to take the Chiefs here. Chiefs get the win, 31-21. I like what Patrick Mahomes does. He has just He's consistent. Everyone... <laughs> he, he makes things happen. Everyone around him plays better when he's elevating them and playing good. So the Chiefs are going to get this win. Even without Tyreek Hill, it's been amazing with what he's done. And I love Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. That team is playing great. They need another couple years, but they are on their way to being a great team. Uh, Chiefs get this win. All right, next game on Saturday. Saturday night. Saturday, January 25th, 7.15 p.m. Giants at Eagles. Huge game. Jalen Hurts has had that shoulder injury. We don't know what's going on with that. We don't know if he's going to be playing at 100%, 90%, or even 80%. He could even be playing at 50%. We don't know. Bottom line is they need to pull the best out of him that they can when it comes to playing quarterback. He's got to have a very good game because the Giants are playing with house money. These teams that are playing with house money, they're always a risk. Jags, Giants, you know, you got that those teams. They're always a risk. Those are the two teams that are playing with house money. And all the pressure is on the Chiefs and Eagles. But the Giants and Eagles game, uh, getting back to that, the Eagles have to make every play the right play. have to make every smart decision. The Giants do too. They can't have any leeway. But the Giants know that all the pressure is on the Eagles. The Eagles have the better team. And that's just a known thing. But the Giants will use that as fuel. So, and they're, you know, Two teams in my division. It's crazy. Three of the four teams in my division are there. Giants, Eagles, uh, Cowboys. Uh, you know, Washington, we're, we're just sitting there watching. But the NFC East is being very, very ultra competitive. So the Giants, I think, are not going to get this win. I think it'll be close. 20-24. The Eagles get the win. It's going to be a hard-fought game. Uh, but Jalen Hurts has a good game. Uh, the receivers make it easy for him. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, I think those guys are going to make it a lot easier on Jalen Hurts. And even though I like Shaquan Barkley and Daniel Jones, those guys, they're going, to have, they're going to have to carry the Giants. And even though the defense is good, I just have the Eagles getting this win. All right, then we go to the Bengals at Bills. Huge AFC game here. Two heavyweights, Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen. That's the bottom line. It comes down to the quarterback. And this is what we talked about. When the margin is so thin, razor thin, of you know talent on these teams, of who really they have playing these positions, it's so close. The, not one has really got the edge. It comes down to the quarterback. It really does. Who is your quarterback? 
So the Bengals and Bills, I it's a 50-50 game, but I think the Bills are going to come out on top. Very emotional game for both of these guys, teams. Very. They experienced something with DeMar Hamlin a few weeks back. Very emotional. Might have been four weeks back. But they went through something together. And I think this game is going to be very special. That game takes place Sunday, January 22nd at 2 p.m. Uh, this game is going to be very close. I think the Bengals uh, lose this game. I think the Bills win. Bills get the win, 34. Uh, the Bengals score 28. 34-28. Sunday night, January 22nd, 5.30 p.m. Cowboys at 49ers. This is the big one, Cowboys. This is the big one. We talked a little bit about the kicker and all his struggles. He has the yips going into the game. It's just a fact. Who do I think will win this game? 49ers. Look, the Cowboys have had a great run. But this is where the Cowboys' journey ends. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to speak it into existence. <laughs> Cowboys will lose this game. Uh, look, Brock Purdy, even though Dak Prescott is a veteran, he's been in the league longer than Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy is playing with something uh, that Dak Prescott isn't, and that's ignorance, and ignorance is bliss sometimes. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. He's a rookie. He's never been in this situation. He's got so many playmakers around him. All he's thinking about is, I'm just going to get the ball to my guys. Dak's thinking about, okay, if we don't get the run game going, I'm going to have to pass it more. If we don't get the passing, if the passing game struggles, we're going to have to get the run game going. What's Kellen Moore going to call? Uh, we have to manage the play clock better. I've been here before. There's pressure on me. Brock Purdy doesn't have any of that. Brock Purdy's just being told, hey, do what you've done, get the ball into our playmaker's hands, and let them carry us to victory. That's what Kyle's telling Brock Purdy. So I don't I don't really know what's going to – this game's going to be very close. I don't really know what's going on in the Cowboys organization right now. It's hard to tell. Everyone seems confident, but also the kicker has the yips. There's some stuff that's kind of questionable. It's like, yeah, it doesn't look too good. Uh, but the you know, Cowboys go to 49ers. 49ers are going to get this win, 21-17. I think the Cowboys struggle more in this game than they did last game. And then we have our conference championships, and then it's the Super Bowl, everyone. We're close. This is close. Um, the, the So far, my Super Bowl picks, I'm not going to get into them this week. Next week, when we have our conference championship, I'm going to talk a little bit more, a little bit more about, excuse me, about who I have going to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. Gosh, there have been so many storylines in the NFL this season. It's been a great NFL season. Um, where do I think Lamar Jackson's going to end up? Uh, your guess is as good as mine. That relationship has definitely been strained. There's no fixing that. We talked a little bit about it last week. Um, it's going to definitely be <laughs> the lottery trying to get Lamar Jackson. Every team is going to put in a bid. Uh, it's going to be a big bidding war. Dolphins could make a push. Commanders could make a push. Giant or Giants, Jets, either of those two teams could make a push. There's, everyone needs a quarterback. Everyone does. And I love to see, you know, Lamar Jackson get to a new team and get paid. The Ravens screwed up here. <laughs> they got to get to it. They got to get him to a new team. Uh, he needs his money. That relationship that is burned. That bridge is burned. The <laughs> paramedics have been called. That car has crashed. Um, there's no, there's no going back. So Lamar Jackson will have to find a new team. He'll, he'll have to elevate that team and he can't elevate a team. This is the problem with the Ravens. They, they don't realize what they have. They have a great quarterback there and they're going to let him walk out the door 
in a very competitive division where Kenny Pickett looks like the guy for the Steelers, Joe Burrow's there, you got Deshaun Watson, you need a quarterback in that league, or in that division, excuse me, uh, and you're just going to let Lamar Jackson walk out the door and not even pay him? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> but, you know, in other news, we got LeBron James, 38. Yeah, he's just having one of the best scoring seasons of his career. Uh, you know, the other night in Sacramento last night, 32 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. Game before that, 48 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. Game before that, 35 points, 8 rebounds, 10 assists. Yeah, but he's old and he's washed up, right? <laughs> he's going to pass Kareem, everyone. Um, and, you know, the, the thing about LeBron James is everyone thinks he's very, and I think he is playing for this record, too, to pass Kareem. But the thing about LeBron is he always wants to compete for championships. And the Lakers are just non-competitive this year. They just don't have it. They're, they're not going to have it for, for a long time. And LeBron knows that. He knows that to, to win, to be at that next level, he need to be on a team that, you know, frankly is built better. And that falls on the GM. So we'll, we'll see what team he decides to go to or if he decides to just stay with the Lakers. We know Bronny's going to be playing next year for a program uh, in college. We we believe that's where he's going to go. Uh, it could be G League. We don't know what Bronny's going to do. Uh, LeBron James, powerful figure in the NBA. He could make stuff happen where he gets to play with Bronny. Who knows? I think Bronny is good enough to play. You know, I think his younger brother, Bryce, has a little more of the physical skill sets of a LeBron James. We'll see what happens. LeBron James breaking all kind of records, so. All right, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, get the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, follow me on all my social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Uh, hit the subscribe button, leave a review, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye.